Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, September 20th. While House Republicans are trying some way to figure out how to move forward with a spending bill and avoid a government shutdown, the House Judiciary Committee, with Republicans in the majority and in charge, put Attorney General Merrick Garland in the hot seat today. Attorney General Merrick Garland had the unfortunate assignment for him today of needing to go before the House Judiciary Committee for an oversight hearing and be at the witness table while he was going to be used as a political prop from the Republican majority in almost every moment of the hearing. And Garland, a former judge, is a pretty cool customer. I mean, he came prepared to push back and came with his lines, but this is not someone likely to get rattled, and he didn't seem too rattled. But my, was there a lot of theater happening around him. A lot of this hearing was focused on the indictment of and prosecution of and investigation into President Biden's son, Hunter. And then, of course, there were also the Republican critiques of the Justice Department's handling of the indictments and prosecutions and investigations of former President Trump. And as you might imagine, with both the Hunter Biden and Donald Trump prosecutions underway, Merrick Garland was not going to speak much to these ongoing Justice Department matters. But Garland clearly came prepared to push back on this notion that Republicans have been selling that the Department of Justice is a political arm of President Biden or the Democratic Party. And Garland, in what he claimed was a defense of the 115,000-plus employees of the Justice Department, simply will not accept that line of attack. Our job is not to do what is politically convenient. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what to criminally investigate. But of course, Garland's words were already preordained to fall on deaf ears when it comes to the Republicans on the committee. Listen to House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. The fix is in. Even with the face-saving indictment last week of Hunter Biden, everyone knows the fix is in. There's one investigation protecting President Biden. There's another one attacking President Trump. Justice Department's got both sides of the equation covered. Garland said today he has not interfered in the Hunter Biden investigation. He noted that the Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss had been in charge of it, and now it is Garland who made Weiss special counsel so that he could continue not to interfere and allow Weiss to do and pursue any piece of this Hunter Biden investigation, even now a special counsel in a broader way and not just confined to the limits of what the U.S. attorney in Delaware could do. As you know, Hunter Biden had a plea agreement in place that fell apart in court. And since then, he has been indicted on gun charges. The president's son yesterday in a court filing made clear his intention is to plead not guilty to those three felony gun charges related to the purchase and possession of a revolver. Weiss is still weighing to bring charges against Biden related to not paying his taxes on time. 
But Republicans repeatedly alleged that the Justice Department dragged its feet in making a charging decision, and they think it did so because Hunter's dad is who he is. Republicans have relied on an IRS whistleblower's testimony, which many agency officials have disputed. Congressman Dan Bishop alleged the agency slow-walked the probe because the statute of limitations on the gun charge was set to expire in October. Here's what Garland had to say to that. Prosecutors make appropriate determinations on their own. In this case, I left it to Mr. Weiss whether to bring charges or not. That would include whether to let statute of limitations expire or not, whether there was sufficient evidence to bring a case that was subject to the statute of limitations or not, whether there were better cases to bring or not. Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff asked Garland if these comments that former President Trump made on NBC's Meet the Press over the weekend about President Biden were true regarding the federal charges he faces. He went to the attorney general of the United States and he told him indict Trump. The ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, Democrat Jerry Nadler of New York, slammed Republicans for using their time today to talk about what he called, quote, long discredited conspiracy theories. He said he thinks it shows they care more about Trump than their own constituents. But if we were up to the Republicans, Americans would hear nothing about any of these substantive issues today. They would hear nothing about the rise in domestic terrorism and what the Justice Department is doing about it. They would hear nothing about what the department is doing to stop hate crimes and prevent gun violence. They would hear nothing about how the department is disrupting efforts by Russia, China, and others to interfere in our elections. If today's hearing served any real purpose, it probably provided a preview of House Republicans' impeachment inquiry into Biden, since that is mainly focused on an alleged role that he had in his son Hunter's foreign business dealings, despite no evidence actually of such a role that has been presented thus far. As for that impeachment inquiry, you recall that it got launched last week by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, perhaps in part as an attempt to appease his right flank so that a government shutdown could be avoided and he could bring those conservatives on to a spending bill to keep the government functioning. That doesn't seem to have worked as a strategy there, trying to link those two. But Congress does still need to pass government funding before September 30th if the government is to stay operational. McCarthy still seems optimistic that his conference can come together on an agreement. The members are already in meeting. I think we're making some progress. We made some progress last night. It's not September 30th. The game is not over. So we continue to work through it. Members of the House Freedom Caucus, sort of the right flank of the party, and the more moderate Main Street Caucus had brokered a deal over the weekend, a short-term spending bill that would also beef up border security. But more than a dozen far-right Republican lawmakers were not happy with it and wanted deeper spending cuts. So members from all wings of the GOP have been meeting in House Majority Whip Tom Emmer's office to hammer out the differences in what Congressman Scott Perry, Republican of Pennsylvania, described as, quote, very positive. McCarthy had previously projected a vote on this agreement as a bill tomorrow, but said today that probably is not going to happen. Congressman Garrett Graves of Louisiana has been in the room for the negotiations, suggested maybe this weekend there will be some votes on an agreement. House Republicans are also doing a rare conference meeting today. Of course, there also needs to be a plan B in place, because if Republicans do pass something entirely on their own, it's likely to be a non-starter for Senate Democrats and for President Biden. 
This is why we're seeing the bipartisan work of the House Problem Solvers Caucus coming together here as they are attempting to finalize their own framework to a short-term government funding bill. Two sources filled CNN in on what that looks like at this point. It includes border security funding and policy changes to curb the flow of migrants, disaster aid, funding for Ukraine, funding of the government at the current levels. House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries met with the group today. CNN asked him if he thought the problem solvers would be able to put their bill on the floor without McCarthy. Here's what he said. We need to find a bipartisan agreement consistent with the agreement that we previously reached to avoid a default on Monday. Ten more days to go of this fun to see if Congress can actually keep the lights on. That's it for today's political briefing. Before you go, we have an exciting update for you. Starting next week, our show will be moving from daily to weekly. As we gear up for yet another pivotal election cycle, I want to take you beyond the daily headlines to bring you insight, analysis, and expertise from the key players in politics, from campaign managers to pollsters, from the ad makers to party leaders. Join me every Friday, right here in the same feed, as we take you inside the latest election developments. Thanks so much for listening.